0: Out of those four, only one maintained until the end. That was Josiah. The other three men, Jehoshaphat, you can read about him in 1 Kings 22. Joash, you can read about him in 2 Kings 12. Hezekiah, you can read about him in 2 Kings 18, 19, and 20. You read about Josiah in 2 Kings 22 and 23, but those three kings, there's only four that had revival. It may be a little while before I'm back through here again, and I want to tell you, pardon me for a moment, pardon me, I want to tell you tonight that I want to be one of the ones Help me right there. It's not my burden to preach this particular message tonight, but it's one been bumping around in my soul. I got to looking at some of them ones. There's only one out of four soils that was ready to receive the seed. All right, there's only three out of the 12 disciples that were the inner circle. Again, that's one out of four. I want to be one of the ones. Amen. Yes, sir. Out of the twelve spies that went over and looked at the promised land, only two believed. That's one out of six. I want to be one of the ones. Yes, sir. Oh yes, preacher. Yes, sir. Only four out of twenty kings in that great southern kingdom of Judah. Our Savior came out of Judah. only one out of five kings had revival, and only one out of those, only one out of those five, one out of those four, maintained to the end. I want to be one of the ones. Yes, sir. Amen.
1: Help me right Amen. there.
0: Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Here's interesting numbers, and I'm not a big math person. I don't take any follow-up questions on my studies. (laughs) But in them seven churches of Revelation, there's only two out of seven that was all good. Smyrna and Philadelphia. And them two, got they had no rebuke, no reproof, nothing but glowing golden words. And only two out of seven, so you know simple math. That's one out of three and a half. Now that's interesting. You get in Revelation and there's a three and a half pops up. Oh, listen. Our Savior had three and a half years of ministry. Them two witnesses are going to have their head chopped off in the middle of the tribulation for three and a half days. The world's going to rejoice over. Oh, listen. A three and a half years of great tribulation. What about it now? And there's only three and a, one out of three and a half churches. I tell me in the hour we're living, they some of these are just a half a church. <laughs> Amen. And I don't know what all's in there, but that's worth you looking at it. Yes, sir. Two out of seven. And by the way, Smyrna and Philadelphia, they were both. If, whew, if you'd have went by there looking to join, you probably have, You Americans would have went right on by. Because Smyrna was a suffering church, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> and Philadelphia had little strength; <laughs> they a little weak. Yeah, come on, preacher, come on, on preacher. And you bunch of goofy Americans, we ain't got many Christians. We just got a lot of Americans. You're right. You're exactly right, preacher. You'd have went right by and probably picked that lady seeing church. They were really prospering. That suffering church and that little little strength church <laughs> didn't look like much. No. And there's the only two that the Lord was fine with. <laughs> what, about that? Yeah. what about that? You don't judge anything by sight in the church age, Amen. you judge it by faith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to be one of the ones. I want to be one of the ones that answers the door. That last church, they're having church without Jesus. He's on the outside, but he's knocking. If any man, I want to be the one that answers the door. Y'all ain't helping me. I'll throw a wooden offering plate at you, I sure will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so what about this? You got four men had revival. I'm going to I want to look at how the three revivals got messed up before they were done. And if I had a title, I'd, say, I'd preach on what runs revival. Amen. What runs the power of God, the blessings of God in your kingdom and in your life. Amen. Help me now, it's pretty simple. Alright, I'm not going to belabor you again tonight. I don't feel led to exhaustion. Exposit and exegete—I don't even know what all that means—but I ain't gonna do it to you. Yeah. <laughs> on, My friend Lane—he looks hungry. I may have to get him out of here and feed him. In. <laughs> I should have said, "Brother Lane," I'm sorry. But there's four kings had revival, and three of them got messed up before them kings were done. And so, do y'all want to look at what would mess up the revival? The Lord's had me studying the kings, the little kings. Not Saul, David, Solomon, but all them little kings. He's had me studying them. It's time for kings to go to battle. That's what he's put in my heart. And I've been studying two months, preaching along them lines. And so this message comes out of that study. Here you go. We're just gonna give them to you. Just gonna give them to you. Jehoshaphat Everybody looking? Are you in Second Chronicles? Yes. Did I say that? Yes. Go to chapter 18. 2 Chronicles 18. Now, you're going to have to go home. As you know, these scriptures are lengthy, and sometimes you've got to read the entire chapter to, to uh, comprehend the story, and I leave you to study on your own. If you, don't, if you don't care enough to study, you ain't going to get this sermon no way. Right. And uh, But I can't do your homework for you right here in front of you. Right. But I can give you the best of it. And then you can look. All right. Now you want to know what ruined Jehoshaphat's revival? And he had a great one. We won't take time to look at that. He had a great revival under his reign in the kingdom of Judah. But look what happened. Evil alliances. Chapter 18, verse 1. Circle that word affinity. Now Jehoshaphat had riches and honor. Where do you think he got them? He got them from the blessings of God. Amen. And the enemy wanted them. Amen. Y'all got to preach this to yourself now. Amen. In abundance. Mm. I got me a King James Bible. Them words matter. You know what God wants you to have? He wants you to have the abundant life. Is that John 10? I'm come that they might have life. I'm about to run. Yes, hey! Yes, he should have put me in a messed up part of hell, but I'm standing in front of you Amen. living the abundant life. Amen. 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 Yeah. Yes. I ain't even seen that until now. I ain't seen that in my studies. First time I've seen it right now. Amen. Abundance. He wants us to live the abundant life. Sure does. Amen. And here comes the enemy. And joined affinity. That word affinity means a deep alliance. And even in the root word studies I did, it meant a marriage. With oh Ahab, look at it. Who is it? With Ahab. And what Ahab was that? That was the poor fellow that had a bad marriage. He's married to Jezebel. Help me now. Now honey, I'm not in the flesh here, but I never did tolerate, suffer that Jezebel to run my church. Come on man. I didn't say that to sound macho or, or like I'm wanting to fight, and I'm just telling you, Jesus got a problem when you allow Jezebel to run your church. Help me now. That's Revelation 2, 3, that. That's, that's in the king's Jezebel. She ran her husband. She ran the husbandry that took over that vineyard. She ran the kingdom. People with a bad marriage will give you a bad marriage. I'm talking about in the spiritual world, people who are linked up with evil things. Yes, it's always wrong for you to link up with them. Amen. Amen. And, honey, worship point, I'm going to say this. I hope that any charter members here, you don't get your feelings hurt. But, I, amen, this church come a long way since I met you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you want to go out in the backyard and fight over how great it was for 100 years, that's fine. I'll send one of these big boys back there. I got an appointment at the Waffle House with a bowl of chili. <laughs> Let me tell you something. One of the things we get hung up on in the Carolinas is how great we were and can't look at how goofy we are. Amen. I come up from Georgia and I'm willing to fight with you. That's all I do in Georgia is fight. And so I fight with you. The entire South has a problem with that. Our heritage was so great, and what we have now is so pitiful, but we hung up, we're hung so hung up on what we were, we can't see what we are. Amen. And we're back in Revelation 3 again. I mean, we can't get out of there. Thou hast a name that thou livest, and art dead. And if that hurts your feelings, you've probably got a problem. You ain't supposed to bring your feelings to church no way. First time I preached in here, there's demons uh, ricocheting off the walls. I, that's, if that's too honest, I apologize. But I don't retract it, not going to recant it. I fought demons the whole time. Now the Holy Ghost is bouncing off the wall. Help me right there. Don't look at your pastor and put him under a, a hot spot. Look at me. I said the first time I preached in here, these old devils done growed up in here bouncing off the walls. Now the Holy Ghost is bouncing off the wall. You ought to thank God for that. You have done had a revival in your own way. In your own right to a measure. You've had a, you've had a little revival around here. Don't be offended with a little revival. Sometimes that's all you need. I got Bible for that Ezra. Ezra. I think, Jeff and I, wilt thou not give us a little reviving in our bondage? (laughs) Yes, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A little space. And now, for a little space, grace hath been showed. Thank you, Lord. It's all right for it to be little sometimes. (laughs) Hallelujah. Sometimes all you need, you don't need a revival to turn twenty states upside down. You just need a little revival to turn twenty people upside down, and that can help me right there. Now for a little space, grace. Grace. That's Ezra nine fourteen or something else. You find it over there. And a little reviving, and let me tell you what'll mess it up if you start making evil alliances. Are you recording this, brother Pink Tie? He's got a bad case of the pink tie. <laughs> thought I was gonna let him off tonight. I thought I I had mercy pink in my tie. heart, but then it went away. <laughs> Get him something for that pink tie. Watch out, it's contagious. It'll spread. That pink tie, yeah. brother Scott. You're recording this, and that's so people can go back and look up some of these scriptures, these references. He joined, toward the end of his kingdom, he joined three kings. And none of them, none of them should he have allianced with. And every one of them came to him. You watch out when the enemy approaches you. You watch out when strangers approach you. You watch out when the neighbors approach you and God didn't send them. You better put a filter screen up, three levels, not let anything through. You want to hear who they are? I won't belabor these points. You can get this recording, Brother Pink Tie. We'll get this to you. There's three evil kings. I'm gonna rattle them off right here, so I don't get hung up down in here. King Ahab came and joined with him. That's 2 Chronicles 18:1. Then King Ahaziah, I think, as a, a a wicked Israel king, came. You know what he wanted? You can read about this in 1 Kings 22, verse 48. He wanted him to go into business together, make ships together and go after gold. But the ships all broke down and it wouldn't go. I'll be back there in just a second. And then the third king, Jehoram. Second Kings 3, 7. This is a man who tried to kill Elisha later. This was a king who hated the prophets. And he come over there and you know what he does? He said, I need your help. And Jehoshaphat foolishly joined in with him to go fight a battle that God wasn't in. Amen. And it was a mess. Yes, it was. So there's three problems. Ahab, Ahaziah, Jehoram. One of them had a problem with marriage. Right. He made a marriage with them. He made affinity with them. And it didn't do nothing but bring trouble and judgment. He wasn't supposed to be yoked with him. Right. And then the other one, they went after gold together. And ended up breaking down and God broke the ships down. I gave you the references. You can go study. And, and I got news for you. You be real careful when they come after you and say, let's go make some money. Yes, sir. Amen, Amen, preacher. Amen preacher. There's a whole lot of Bible to warn you against that sort of stuff. I had an old deacon when I was in Bible school. Great big church down in Florida. And the deacon come, me and this other boy, he thought we had good personalities and make good salesmen. And and this other boy could. I, I actually worked for this other boy and he he could now. He sold everything. And this fella came to us and he wanted us to get into what is it, Amway, Amtrak? Amish, the Amish, no, what was it? Amway? Y'all remember that? Is that thirty years old? Amway. Buy all their stuff. Well, He come to me, that deacon of that big old church He's a wealthy man, me and that other boy. And he he said, boys, I need you. But you got to be committed. We got to put our energy in this. And he said, you boys will be rich. And a proposition. I was a young man in college and I was a working and and a lot of money sounded like a good idea to me. (laughs) I never seen that creature, a lot of money. (laughs) I'm still looking for him. I ain't found him, have y'all? (coughs) <coughs> and uh, daddy said this the poor growing up said the old boy broke in one night and said they all got out of bed and tried to help him find something <laughs> 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 said they couldn't find nothing they told him where the neighbors lived and how to get in down the, down the next holler <laughs> and I remember that man said and, and I was working two and a half jobs and going to the school five days a week eight hours a day and delivering papers at three in the morning and uh, cleaning as a janitor. Listen to this. I was a janitor for Episcopalian church. Security <laughs> guard at night for a Methodist church <laughs> and going to an independent Baptist. And I didn't know what I believed. I mean, they had the money. I had to go over there and make, work for all them. But, uh, so that sounded like a good idea listen to this, to not work hard yeah. and just get some easy money. You're right. You're right. Truth, right. Truth is, I didn't entertain it for two seconds because the Holy Ghost told me what that man got done with his pitch. Holy Ghost put the verse in my mouth and I quoted it to him. 1 Timothy 6, what Paul told the young preacher, flee riches. Yes, I shouldn't have quoted him that verse. He didn't like it. <laughs> He said, what? You're not going to do? I said, the Bible told me, I'm a young preacher, to flee riches. I said, it might be a good idea for you too. But follow after righteousness, faith, peace, and charity, hope. With them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Many who were coveted after, they fell into traps and snares of the devil, not able to get loose. I didn't quote that right, but that's what it said. And I told him, no, the Lord's told me to flee riches. Why are you, ch-? I so young, I just was blind. I said, why are you chasing them when we're told to flee them? Mm. You know, I never thought about this. This is the first time I've made disconnect, first time I've made disconnect. I didn't even have a car. I couldn't afford one. College was too much. There were six of us kids, and we still didn't have any money if somebody broke in. <laughs> <clears throat> couldn't afford a car. I brought a 10 speed to Jacksonville, Florida, with me to get around, and and they stole it. It was in a rough neighborhood. They stole it the first semester. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd hitchhike. Dangerous. Crack had just come out, and they'd they'd found a way to concentrate cocaine down into crack rocks. There was more violence in the late 80s, and I was hitchhiking through them neighborhoods. Or walk and sometimes I couldn't get into this walk 45 minutes over to my job after and and, and I asked my professor when am I gonna sleep he said after you graduate you'll be able to sleep <laughs> you'll be able to sleep five years from now <clears throat> I've never made this connection just standing here in front of y'all because I hadn't remembered that deacon but three times in my life do you know I never even thought about this do you know it was right after that, a little call came from a church. We want you to come be our pastor. Oh, my. Oh, my. What about and my cousin, she's two weeks older than I am, godly girl. Never seen her except at Christmas. We wasn't close, we didn't live in the same place. Only saw her at Christmas at the family Christmas party. And we'd sit there and laugh at how goofy the rest of our family was. <laughs> and that's the only time that she's a Christian girl. And she called me about two weeks before that church called me. She called me, and her mama uh, had had a lot of money, got into the carpet business in Dalton, Georgia, and got a lot of stock shares in there before it got rolling. And so she she, get, and, she and she and Aunt Margie she gave it all away too. That's where her daughter learned. Leanna called me and said, and never see her, never talk. One-hour Christmas party, we made fun of how goofy our family was. She called me on the phone down there and said, The Lord's told me to give you my heart. I've never made that connection, Brother Lane, to just now standing in front of you. I've never made that connection. What about that? Because I've never thought about it, never cared about it. Yes. You know, the Lord's given me eight vehicles since that day. What about that? Golly. All from the Lord, never asked for one of them. Yes. He's put me in a company car yes. all these years. Yes. Started with a spirit filled cousin. It was a little old mobile cutlass, and the two T tops would come off if you wanted them to. I don't know that much about cars, but uh, it's pretty. It's kind of a metallic silver green color. I'm sure that I didn't say that right, but it's pretty. And she said, the Lord told me to give you the car. And two weeks later, the little church said, you're supposed to be our pastor. Full time. Full time salary. Yeah, and a house. Yeah. What about that? I never flee even, riches. this is the first time tonight I've made that connection. I told that deacon, Flea Riches. Lord said, you ain't got a hitchhike no more after I heard you say that. Yep. Had an old boy from Kentucky to walk with me. Cut his toe off with his lawnmower. You got to watch people from Kentucky. <laughs> he was goofy as a three-legged dog on a dirt road in Alabama. I'd just got run over, but he was a good friend. <laughs> me and him walked, big old blonde-headed thing. And we, he'd walk funny with that toe gone. We'd walk all the way to Edgewood Avenue through that cracked neighborhood and God kept us safe. And the Lord seen us doing that for him. We'd stop in our little work clothes in one of them little soul churches in them minority neighborhood. Coming back from Edgewood Avenue trying to get to Macduff Avenue and there'd be a little old Soul, harvest, tabernacle, gospel, joyful, trumpet of tabernacles in Mount Zion. <laughs> <To> AME church. <laughs> Something or another. And me and him would go in there in our work clothes. Had so much homework to do and worked up until dark midnight. We'd get in there at 9 and 10 and they'd be a shout. Them precious old black folk in there. Amen. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> they'd be worshiping. They poured a little something in me, they did. (laughs) I don't appreciate no thugs out here killing and raping, but boy, there's some good ones over there. You better hear me. There's some one that's a praying and a preaching. (laughs) And there's some broken hearted mamas and grandmas in there. Sure they are. Well, not hate nobody. You know that, don't you? Yes, sir. Amen. sir, (laughs) Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah. that man tried to get me in a business partnership and I wonder if I'd have took him up and chased money I'd ever got that call into the ministry I was called to preach but only God can put you in his... I wonder if I'd have ever I bet not I bet I'd went on to make a lot of money live my life for hell End up drinking, doping, three divorces. Come on now. You chase that that dollar bill and see where it'll take you in America. It's where it's taking America. I'm all hung up on my first little thought, ain't I? Woo! at that little church and there's a little old girl in there pretty as three flyers stuck together. She had sparkling eyes and flashy smile, beautiful. She jumped in there, she did. She thought she liked this young 21 year old single pastor. I thought, was, I thought she was prettier than banana pudding and chocolate cake thrown together. That's a beautiful sight. I don't care what you say. One thing prettier than that would be maybe chopped barbecue pork with yellow mustard sauce on it. That's beautiful. You get me a mile-long Chinese buffet and i just pass out. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Two weeks, that's all it was. Two weeks. She sashayed around there for two months, always in front of me. And then for two weeks I talked to her. And, that meant, and, and, and my whole heart was pitter-pattering. Came to my graduation. <laughs> 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 two weeks we talked, and the end of two weeks she said, now, if I'm going to be a pastor's wife, she said, I, I'll have you know, I've worn my two-piece bikinis my whole life down here in Florida, and I ain't changing that. Yeah, is that right? Okay. See, <laughs> yeah. she went from the front row to the back row where she came from. Amen. Yep. Amen. Very yep. Yep. Oh, no. right Yes, he said. Now there's some things that i that well, no, ain't I thought she had me hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I just think out there that it has, it's a pat right. It's something that I ain't that <laughs> And I said, little lady, he found me. Yeah, man. He found me in a horrible pit. Yeah, did. And me and him been on an eight year journey to this point. It's pretty deep and pretty involved. Floyd. And you take your little two piece and your little two bit eyelashes and you and you head on to the back row and get on back there where you where the your doubt came is from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the Lord reached over in the little state house Go ahead, over there by the Florida State Prison. A little Go old ahead. poor girl raised up in the shadow of the penitentiary. Her daddy's a death row. He brought, in, he brought her in there in time to come. Yeah, Saved her. She shouted 20 minutes on the <laughs> altar. And nobody told her nothing. She started a little, it took her two months. She was raised wicked over there. Nobody told her a thing. She got saved and full of the Holy Ghost yes. in our church in a revival that went seven years. And she started swapping out. She worked at Walmart, Jennifer did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody told her nothing. Her family kind of boosted her out. She's 20. For getting saved at that crazy church and one of our little preachers and his wife two little girls gave her a bedroom at the end of their single wide amen. and nobody told her nothing every time she got a little paycheck from Walmart she threw away two pair of shorts and two halter tops and replaced it with a dress mm. in two months she had nothing but dresses amen, amen. amen preacher. Amen. 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 <laughs> Please, and she wasn't batting her eyes she was closing her eyes in prayer. Amen. <laughs> and why do you think I'm able to go across America and go across a few countries across this globe? Because there's a spirit-filled, strong woman of God at the house holding, her, holding the fort down. She traveled with me for years and years until the kids got too complicated to take care of them. Me tell you something the devil's going to send you something or somebody and try to make an alliance with you yes, and it'll run the revival that God had in your life Amen. you don't let everybody join the church and come in here and yoke up we're not supposed to be unequally yoked together I told a young preacher now that you don't hear it this much and some of you may not even understand it but I if I ain't putting all the welcome on my church sign and neither am I opening up the doors every service for anybody to come trotting down there. We don't allow weasels, wolves, skunks, wolverines and varmints and serpents and skunks. He wanted to put a big old thing on the sign this young preacher. All are welcome, everyone is invited. I said, the gospel is for everybody. But let's take that off the sign. If you want to put something up there, put Jesus is welcome here. Yes. And if you like that, then you can come too. <laughs> that, <laughs> not really a catchy little slogan, but it'll work. Amen. I'm not a Calvinist. Jesus died for everybody. Amen. And all, and anybody who wants to come to the house of the Lord... I want them to but you understand what I'm saying we ain't going to have no two sodomite men walking down this aisle holding hands huh not everybody's welcome I'm going to have no tongue speaking church of God woman preacher come in trying to take over the atmosphere of this worship you see what I'm saying every little old sinner, I don't care how messed up, sure they're welcome. You better watch out about this marriage stuff. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That goes for all you businessmen. That goes for all you young couples, the other young couples you hang out with. Let me tell you something, young married couples, something's wrong with you. You can run around with people that cuss, other young couples that talk, off-colored. Right, right. Other young couples that want to go to Las Vegas together. Sail. Y'all help me. Sail. Sail. Dear man, I preach for you know Brother Lamar Dietz has built the Redfield Tabernacle for us. By the way, thank you for the lumber. You know what he said, Brother Lamar? He said, that's the most beautiful wood. He's out there crying, shouting, petting lumber. It's two by twelve. He said, that's the most beautiful wood I've ever seen. That's what he told me on Thursday, maybe. he had him a song leader. Tall, good-looking guy. Too good-looking. He knew he was good-looking. You watch them absalom that know they're pretty. Yeah. That was a song leader, young couples. And I was preaching revival one night and bared down there pretty good and got to plowing. And he wanted to have a little... Chit chat with that on the front porch. He's like, Now, I don't like no legalist preachers. He said, if We had a preacher over here, Phil Schillenberger. Said, and he said, He was always just mean, preaching against, you know, he said, Every once in a while on a Sunday night, we'd all want to go to Atlanta to a country music concert, and he'd just preach to us. I said, Jimmy, me and you ain't that good of a friend for you to be talking to me that way. Huh? Ahead, I said, yeah. And, and how many of these young couples you taking to Las Vegas every summer? Sin City? Amen. He said, well, I think y'all love people and be compassionate. He said, legalist preachers are so mean. We've had enough of that in Chattanooga. I said, is that why you always go to Sin City? Because there are too many preachers in Chattanooga? he didn't want fellowship with me no more the rest of the revival he had a beautiful wife a deacon's daughter she was and little boy and little girl but he don't no more his daddy was a song leader for I don't know how many years several decades and he was a song leader for 20 years the boy had a heritage (laughs) yeah they bad divorce now the two kids got all kind of disorders now. That's the prettiest little boy and girl you ever seen, the happiest. Young couples, you watch out who you're running around with on Friday night. Once you get the other young couples in the church and y'all find a revival. Yes, Amen. 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 I mean, this sermon slowed way down. I thought we was going gonna... to... That affinity with Ahab. Hey, man. Yes. Run away, Lana, God's got his hand on you, child. Don't you be dead, no boys. You let them fellers come to the house and sit around there with you and mom and daddy. Yes, sir. Some boy... You tell them, get in the car with me and mom and daddy. We're going to revival. Daddy will drop you up. Daddy will walk you to the front porch. (laughs) If he wants to kiss your daddy, he'll deal with that then. (laughs) (laughs) From 16 to 22, there's going to be more hell coming at these kids. What's What's our pastor's name that sang back here? Is that his daughter? it was. this young lady right here, you just wait, child, wait on God. Yes sir. You know what the Lord told me? I never prayed about a wife. I never prayed about anything till I was 30. I did everything that God's men told me. You know why I was in Bible college? Because I asked my pastor and his pastor and the evangelist in our life, and they said, Go. I said, Okay, where? They told me. That's where I went. There's no gray area. You know why I took that little church? I was trying to go to Romania, Russia. I didn't even want to go to that little church. You know why I took it? Because my pastor and his pastor and our evangelist in our life said, You need to take that church, son. They didn't say this, they said it would be good for you. I took the church never prayed about it. I did what God's men told me. Y'all ain't helping me. I never prayed about a wife. The Holy Ghost told me. After that little thing, come to the front and then went to the back. By the way, the old deacon's wife told me two years ago she's divorced and drinking. Mm. You know what, Brother Lane? I'd have been divorced and Guarantee drinking. It. Guarantee, it. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Flee riches. Yeah. Flee riches. Flee. Joseph had, had riches and honor in abundance and that's what the enemy was after. Yes, He's after your abundant life. Yes, your spirit filled, your spirit treasures life. Your spiritual treasures is what your riches are in the church <laughs> I never prayed. You know what I done? The Holy Ghost told me, Boaz, just stay in your field. And in a little while, Ruth will be in the corner. That's what he told me when I sent Jezebel to the back. <laughs> He said, Boaz, just be faithful in your field. And Ruth, in a little while there will be a Ruth the Moabite over there on her knees in the corner. Amen. And God sent Jennifer and saved her and that's how it happened. And just stay in your field, glean in your corner. God can put Boaz and Ruth together, young people. My, my, mind that going after gold. And then what's that last one? We'll close this message. What's that last one there? Oh, Jehoram. He said, we need you to come help us fight. There's some big wars, kingdoms, battles going on. And they got him in there and got him involved in wrong battles. I'm going to tell you something. I want to fight the good fight. I don't want to fight all them other fights. I'm closing on that. That's all I can do tonight. Them three alliances. Ahab will bring a Jezebel in the picture to run the kingdom. Ahaziah to try to get you to go after gold and you'll end up busted up and shipwrecked. Their ship's broken, they couldn't go. And then Jehoram, he got him involved in some battles that got him involved in a mess pagan king come over there after one of them battles and sacrificed his son on the wall I think outside Jerusalem and it defiled the whole land that's what the Bible says you'll have to go do your own homework because he's in a wrong battle defiling things were taking place and the same man that he went into battle with three chapters later in 2nd Kings 6 he's trying to kill Elisha the prophet I'm going to tell you something you better watch who you who you yoke up with to go help fights and fights. Three chapters later they may be trying to kill God's man. And you over there helping them fight. How about social media and all the fights on there? Just get you a piece of paper and put it on top of your computer or and, and or print it on your phone or something and put and that you study to be quiet and to mind your own business. And if you can do Facebook and Insta-ham with hash browns. (laughs) I didn't know it was Instagram and hashtags. I thought it was Insta-ham and hash browns. You know, you see what you want to see. That's the only social media I ever got excited about. Until I got over there and there wasn't no ham or hash browns. And I was like, this is is a waste of time. (laughs) So I gave up on it. Before I ever started, Amen. you watch all these battles and fights. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, church, what about politics? Oh, you know what they did? I won't spend no time here unless I do. Do you know what they? <laughs> do you know what they did in the first century when a wicked government came after Christians? They didn't clean their nose in front of the whole church. <laughs> My wife tell t- quit doing that. But, you know, I really needed to, so thank you. And uh, <laughs> you know what they did? They didn't get out there and waive their church constitution and their bylaws. They didn't show up with their lawyers and they didn't fight for their rights they didn't march or picket and they didn't hold political rallies. They had prayer meetings and they preached the gospel. They got, half of them got killed for it and the other half got locked up for it. And when they got locked up, they didn't call the lawyers, they called the Lord. And when they got turned loose, they didn't come out and say, this is outrageous, this Roman empire is not treating us Christians fairly. We're voting in another emperor who will be for us. What did y'all do with your Bible? Yeah. Amen. Jesus stood before kings, and so did Paul. And they never once had anything to say about, I'm going to fix your government. Amen. They said, I'm going to fix your eternal soul. Yes. There ain't a government going to work until the Son of God comes back and the government's placed on his shoulders. Amen. Amen. America was founded by more Masons than Christians, America was founded by more deists than Christians. You're right. That's why we got a lot of people who believe in God, but not in Jesus. We got it honest. We got it from our founding fathers. Somewhere along the line, y'all tried to turn this into the kingdom of heaven on earth. You, you, and so did the Mormons. And so have the Jehovah Witness. And so have the Roman Catholics. The kingdom of heaven on earth. The millennial reigns here. We got to take over. What did y'all ever do with your Bible? <laughs> I'm going to talk a little blunt and a little honest. This may hurt some people's feelings, and I have to qualify it, and I won't be able to fully explain myself tonight, but I love America. I have a patriotic redneck, red, white, and blue side. If I see somebody burn the flag, I think I'll wrap them up in it, and that's the only way that can turn out good. Yeah. All right? Yeah. All my great uncles and grandfather, they all fought in World War I, World War II, Vietnam, and the blood that they shed for our freedom, I'm forever grateful for it. Amen. And America has served a special providential purpose in God's program in the end times. But America's not the kingdom of heaven on earth. She's just a nation. The heart of the king's in the hand of the Lord. The reason the Muslims hit the two towers, God sent them to us for judgment. The reason we got a Muslim president and gonna have something even worse here in a little while, (laughs) whether it's the big hair or the blonde hair, it's gonna get muddy, people. It's gonna get ugly. They're all sent from God. You're right. I'm talking about the battles. You men of God in here, and some of you old timers, and they some pastors in here. If Jerry Falwell couldn't turn it around with a moral majority, all he's ended up with a bunch of lawyers. And look what his boy just did let the man come in there into the Bible college and curse. i enjoy watching old big hair just tear everybody to I, I, I mean it's fun he's throwing everybody around i like it but that's the carnal side of me i love it when he tells everybody off i'm for it i've been wanting to tell him off myself but that's the carnal side that ain't got a thing in the world to do to help the kingdom of god or help church if James Dobson couldn't turn it around with the family, something, family. Yeah. <laughs> you know we got kicked out of that? Yeah, James Dobson no longer has focus on the family. This is funny to me. They had a family fight. <laughs> it's a true story, really. Yeah) <laughs> <laughs> It was either his son or his son in law daughter it was one of his children have had a big family fight, and there 's a hostile takeover and he 's over there doing it so they didn 't focus on their family long enough. I think that 's just awful but hilarious. What happened to focus on the family? they had a family split okay. The Lord never said to focus on the family. supposed to focus on the cross. There never was a moral majority. He's an immoral majority. God ain't put us in politics. He's put us in the kingdom of God. The preaching of the gospel. Let me tell you something. The church transcends government. You know when the church does worse is when they get along with the government. You know when the church is most spiritual, when they're most persecuted by the government. Amen. Don't make me prove this. We ain't got time in here. You want to have church, you got to go to North Korea. Where there's 5,000 believers secretly meeting under a warehouse and they're whispering their prayers. But they pray all night, every night. And they got to whisper. They'll be executed. And we come in our little Wednesday nights and talk about who we're mad at and talk about my left elbow hurts now. And y'all pray for Granny, her right ear lobes longer than the other one, and they're going to have to clip it off. <laughs> Wednesday night prayer. I just mean, just quit lying. Name that body part. I mean, that's what it is now. You're right, preacher. Amen. You're right. You're right. You want to find a real Christian, afraid you got to go over to China? Where they locked up, being tortured. You say, "Oh, we need the church and the government." The last time they really tried that was the year three hundred fifteen. Roman emperor got saved, Constantine. He said, "This is the good. Everybody's a mandate, government mandate. We're all Christians." And your Roman Catholic Church began run by the government. Y'all ain't helping me. Jerry Falwell tried it. James Dobson tried it. And they had a lot. They had a big movement behind them. <laughs> well, we got more immoral. The moral majority didn't moralize America. Amen. James Dobson couldn't even focus on his own family enough. Yeah. Amen. Come on now. Amen. What about them old men of God who preached in the... 50s and the 60s, and tried to warn us. Yeah. Yeah. Greatest men of God alive walked through the South and tried to th- warn us. Yes. Didn't work. Amen. God ain't interested in saving America. Where'd you ever get that notion? He's interested in saving souls. Amen. By far. Yeah. The nations are as a drop in a bucket before him. He's used America for his own, He's nearly done with her. Oh, yeah. Church fixing the league. Israel's gathered up over there in Jerusalem. Help me right there. Amen. Amen. I'm going to vote this year. I'm going to go like and punch three of them. And just. <laughs> I like two or three of them. I, I mean, I like them. And guess what? We could put the best one in office and ain't gonna change a thing. Our problem's not political. Our situation is prophetical. We're living in prophecy. Oh, my. I'm talking about battles. They challenged me. That man challenged me. We gotta... We got to dig an underground bunker in the fellowship hall and put green beans and machine guns in there. <laughs> Challenged me. we got to revolutionize this country. Challenged me. I said, "I'll go pray about it." He was a good man, disillusioned. I went to the house, and prayed. John 19:10 fell or John 19, I think it's verse 10, fell open. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, then would my servants fight? I walked right back across the lawn and preached to all of them. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight. But you don't win this war by flesh and blood. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This is spiritual battles! You get caught in a hundred other battles out there and get sidetracked. Some of them may even look like a worthy, noble cause, but you better be fighting the Lord's battles. Amen. Amen. You'll end up in a mess. And by the way, I'm closing on a very personal level. Never fight your own battles. Let God. Y'all about done? You know what King David he had a motto he lived by. King Saul was tossing javelins and they got him back here in that cave, and his men said, God's delivered him into your hand, kill him. And he said, Let him alone. Let him live. He may be a corrupt ruler, but you don't lay your hand on God's anointed. Right. Let me tell you something. If you ever have a pastor and he gets corrupt, you still don't touch him. Amen. You, you, and let me tell you something. In every case is different, but if you get a pastor that goes bad or a pastor in sin or a pastor that... You, you, get, you get a bad pastor. Don't you lay a hand or a finger on him. Amen. Slip out the back door. Crank your car up, never pull back in there again, and leave your tongue off of him too. Amen. You say, "Yeah, but he." Did. Well, God's big enough to fix these things. Amen. And I'm sorry to talk about stuff like that, but I've been preaching revival since I was 16, so that's 30 years, and I've had conf- good people. Now, we all know who the rebels are. They fight every pastor. And the reprobates. That's God will clean their plow for fighting men of God. But it's a sad thing and it's a singular event when you got a pastor like Saul did. He's got wickedness and murder in his heart. When a pastor goes really bad, I wouldn't ever even deal with him. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even get the men of the church to deal with him. I'd get my little family, walk out the door, and when they say, "Why are you leaving?" you say, Amen. "And when they say we're upset too, let's talk for a month about how upset we are." Say, That's a good word and you crank your car you drive two counties away and you sit in a little church and pray on that altar until God shows you where to go next but you don't mess with the preacher. That's God's business. Amen. In a little while, King Saul will fall on his own spear and his sons will die yes. with him. Yes. And if you got the, and David will mourn over it. Yes. Hey, Brother Lane, the very man that's trying to kill him with javelins when he fell on his own yeah. spear. David yeah. mourned. Yeah. There's something wrong with us. We want God to kill our enemies. It means you're as wicked as they are. You just zip your lip and go three counties away and mind your own business for six months, and all that will clear up somehow or another. And you'll be spared the judgment of all the people that got caught up in the drama and didn't have enough principles and ethics about them to behave wisely. During a time when a wicked king is on the throne. That's why half the South can't have revival. They've mistreated a preacher, whether he is a good or a bad one. And they made it a family affair, and the whole family thought they'd kill that preacher. And then God won't look at you for three or four generations. I'm talking about battles that you don't need to get caught up in. Don't fight your wife. Don't fight your husband. If one of them wants to fight, you be the one that won't fight. Now this gets right down to where it's hard. Because marriage was also a very humorous thing to God. God said, I'll make two people, make them live together. (laughs) Let's watch this. Gabriel and Michael—they all gather around. Oh, well, that's crazy. I'm glad you never made us marry each other. Thank you. <laughs> the angels in heaven—they singing and shouting over never being married. <laughs> <laughs> like in heaven, they don't marry. Ain't heaven gonna be wonderful? <laughs> don't y'all call Jennifer and tell her now. These prayer cards, i got to take them to Florida. They're going, they they ain't, no, they ain't none left. There's no way y'all can call Jennifer. Yeah. Hey, that's where you find your pride. You can treat everybody in the world right, but then that one you live with, that's where your pride and your selfishness, and we all have it. And you want to win that argument. And the only reason I want to win the argument with Jennifer because I'm always right, but she can't see that. Yeah. Help me now. Help me now. Hey, y'all, uh, if you're battling down there at your house, you need to quit it. it. And if the other one won't quit, you keep quitting it until they quit it. And you're going to find out then if you got pride. You'll have one of them little things right there. And you'll find out how selfish both of you were. Help me now. You'll have one of them little babies. It's your turn. Hey, if you're fighting down at the house, one of you's gotta get humble and full of love until the other one's ashamed of how they're acting. Amen. And then both of you be ashamed of yourself. And then you embrace each other. And then you say it's it's good to be right with each other, ain't it? Our prayers won't be hindered. I'm going to tell you like what old Berman Cape Senior from North Georgia married 62 years, I believe. Old preacher. He said, me and my wife never went to bed mad at each other in 62 years. He said, sometimes we never went to bed. <laughs> I mean, he had me going there for a minute, you know. Okay. I'm... Hey, and y'all know something else funny? Is won't you have your worst fusses right on the way to church? Yes. Or on the way home from a service like this. Right after a priest about it. Yes. Yes. And you'll be fighting before you even know it. And then everybody like, oh, we're all under conviction. We're just like one of the little kids. Didn't the preacher just tell y'all to live right? Everybody's miserable to Thursday, and then you get right with each other. Help me now when I married Jennifer, an older pastor 's wife come back there and gave us a gift, and she looked at both of us and held us, and she said, "Let me tell you too how marriage works, and I thought it was just going to work real easy and smoothly because I was so handsome and she is so beautiful, this is going to be you know nobody's ever told me I was handsome, but i 'm just assuming that maybe I am." It's like a thing I came up with on my own because yeah. nobody's ever mentioned that. <laughs> Watch the pink tie. You'll catch it tonight. Pink tie's tie going around. She told me and Jennifer, she said, you both have to operate in the fruit of the spirit towards each other. She said, if you're not full of love, joy, peace, gentleness, good, she meant, listen, then you can't be right to each other. You've got to be full of the Spirit. And if you have love, joy, and peace, you'll be able to treat each other right. And, and I said, oh, I've got this. I've already got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Battles. All right. There's three things that can run a revival. The wrong alliances, going after gold, unequally yoked together, What's our last one? Wrong battles. Getting involved in wrong battles with wrong people. Because, see, when you've had revival, you've already won. And the devil says, They've defeated me. How can I defeat them? I'll get them involved in some other battles that'll mess them up. Um, let's bow our heads. Let's have a pianist come tonight. I'd like everybody to stand, and if you would, let's just gather around and pray. I know we got two other flocks with us tonight. Y'all come pray with us too. Everybody that would tonight, if you're able with your health, just come down and let's have a prayer meeting.